What is up, guys? My name's Jordan. I'm with my old man, Howie, and welcome to episode 21 of the Jacob's Dynasty Sports Podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of the show. Always appreciate everybody joining us. So many great things going on in the sports world this time of year. You've got the Sweet 16 coming up this weekend. Uh, University of Michigan, Jordan School. Represent. Making a run this year. Hopefully. We're excited (laughs) about that. I think Syracuse's story is actually pretty cool with Jim Beheim's son leading the charge for them. Can't forget about Oral Roberts, the 15th seed, taking down Ohio State and the Florida Gators. Yeah, Oral Roberts, I mean, coming out of nowhere. That's why they call it March Madness. And this year, it's like crazier than ever. You know, my theory on that is that, you know, you have the really good players jumping to the NBA after one year of college. So what you're left with is a bunch of talent spread out amongst a lot of teams. It takes a while to develop synergy on the teams. And as a result... When you get these higher seeds playing these lower up-and-coming seeds, you know, lower seeds, no stress. I mean, they're just playing free. They want to get out there. They want to push it. They want to get an upset. With that being the case, though, Michigan is still in it, taking down, I think, Norfolk State or something like that in the first round and LSU in the second round, moving on to play Florida State in the Sweet 16. Yeah, so on top of the Sweet 16, you've got uh, spring trainings winding down. Baseball season opens up, I think, next weekend. Next week. Unbelievable. Um, you got the NBA trade deadline that ended around like five hours ago. and Well, I was going to say NFL free agency and well, all the that big too. that went along with that. But the NBA trade deadline was next. And yeah, so I think we should kick it off with the uh, NBA trade, de- trade deadline, the big highlights from it the low lights from it who won who lost in it yeah and i, I think mean we let's got, go one at a time let's go one at a time yeah i think we got to start it off with victor aladipo the biggest name in free agency yeah, going I mean, to miami heat I, mean, I was gonna say one at a time and talking about the teams who really sort of changed the perspective on them going forward you know as we get closer to the playoffs you mentioned the miami heat yep. Gr- great move for them they form their own big three. Very interesting with the Miami Heat that when you think of their big three or you think of their team, I feel like you don't think of it in the same vein as some of the other big name teams in the league, you know, loaded for playoff runs. But, you know, we're live, folks, and that's our dog, Jax, uh, barking because somebody's coming into the house. So what I was saying is I just feel like people don't think about the Heat in the same vein as some of the bigger teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, the 76ers. But, man, when you think back about their run last year, obviously well-coached, well-run organization. I was commenting to Jordan that Pat Riley, to me, is probably the top executive in the NBA. He never overpays. He plays poker better than anybody else. He waited things out today. The Houston Rockets were left in a position where if they didn't take the Heat's offer, they might be left with Oladipo walking at the end of the season and getting nothing in return. They still got nothing in return regardless. Uh, They got nothing in return, (laughs) and the Heat got a heck of a lot better. 
And you look at some of these teams and the moves that they made, and you know, a team like the Heat, they're just as well positioned to go to the NBA Finals in the Eastern Conference now. Yeah, I think it's a any other team in the East, yeah. you know? It's definitely a four team race in the East. I mean, you got the Sixers, Brooklyn Nets, Milwaukee Bucks, and Miami Heat. You got some dark horses, obviously, our New York Knicks have been well, not not to get to the finals. No, a dark though. horse, a dark horse in the playoffs to maybe compete with some of the upper. Yeah, maybe get, yeah, but but I'm talking about the cream of the crop, yeah. and you didn't even throw Boston in that mix. And Boston well, went Boston to the Eastern been, Conference Finals last year. Yeah, but they have been struggling mightily. They but have. they got Evan Fournier for might have been the steal of free agency for only two second rounders. Evan Fournier, who's been averaging 18, 19 points a game this but, year. But the thing is, when you say they've been struggling. It's like you look at the Denver Nuggets who started off the season not doing so good. Now they're starting to play better, and they just made two moves today. That's going to strengthen them for a potential run in the playoffs. You know, you look at him. And then you got the the Clippers getting Rondo. Yeah, that that might be the most underrated move move out there. Lou Williams is definitely a loss, though. I mean, he could score at will. And they also had to give up two second rounders, which would really matter. That's nothing. Lou Williams definitely lost, but... Playoff Rondo is playoff Rondo. That is an actual thing. No, it definitely is. I mean, listen, he was on the NBA champion Lakers last year, went to, went to the Hawks, didn't fit in. I don't know if it's the, the Trey Young dynamic, but they're better. I mean, the Trailblazers, not that we think they're going to go to the, the NBA Finals or the Western Conference Finals, but they got Norman Powell, which was a nice move. Yeah, he's really broken out this year, averaging, I think, like 19, 20 points a game. Yeah, but I mean, you, you, uh, Vucevic going to the Bulls. How about yeah. that? I mean, and again, it's not that the Bulls are going to the Eastern Conference Finals, but you look at you look at a team like that. I mean, they had a nice piece. You know, they're better. They're better. The East, the West. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in both of them. I mean, you talk. We were, Jordan and I were talking the other day. You know, the Golden State Warriors probably that maybe they'll be in the playing tournament, but. It doesn't look like they're going to be a force in the playoffs. And Steph Curry's out another week. Yeah, I mean, the Mavericks, I mean, are they a seventh seed, an eighth seed? Are they going to win a series in the playoffs? I mean, they got J.J. Redick. I happen to think it's a good fit. I think they're saving up their cap space for after the season. But it's such an interesting dynamic with these teams and the way they position themselves. You look at, like, the Oklahoma Thunder. I think they have 34 draft picks yeah, over seven, the next 17, seven years. 17 first-rounders, 17 second-rounders. But but in the NBA, I'm not even sure what that gets you. Do you trade seven first-round picks to a team to get a superstar? I mean, you know, Shai Gilgis-Alexander is out for an extended period of time. You know, um, so they're going to be a team that goes into the lottery. Yep, you know? and then... Finishing up on some smaller deals in the NBA, I mean, the Orlando Magic, they started losing a lot of guys. I mean, Aaron Gordon's gone, Vucevic's gone, Evan Fournier's gone. They cleaned house. They're clearly in a rebuilding phase. They got some... RJ Hampton from the Nuggets was a nice return for um, who who they... Aaron Gordon, but... Definitely a rebuilding phase for the Orlando Magic. One of the first articles I read on Twitter this morning is that the Magic were looking to make some moves to to fortify their team, you know, as it goes on the rest of the season. And then you turn around and they totally dumped everybody, totally rebuilt at the end of the day. You know, as far as the Knicks go, I still feel they know where they're at right now. They didn't want to trade any of their draft picks. They didn't want to take on an unnecessary salary. They're sticking to the plan. Listen, I didn't expect to make the, them to make the playoffs this year. Hopefully, they're going to be competitive as the season goes down the stretch. 
you know, Julius Randle has turned out to be a far better player. He's a superstar. He's a star. I don't want to say he's a superstar, but he's a star. You know, R.J. Barrett's gotten better. He's shown that he has a really good future. I mean, people are are saying now, oh, maybe R.J. Barrett's better than John Moran. I don't ultimately think he has more talent than John Moran. But right now, he's playing better. Mitchell Robinson's back. You know, Tom Thibodeau is getting everything he can out of that team. The the flip side is, let's talk about the L.A. Lakers for a second. I mean... LeBron NAD out for at least four weeks. But knowing LeBron, he may come back sooner. But he's probably holding out. But but even four weeks, I mean, that's... that's... I, I think the goal for the Lakers for now is to remain out of that playing game. Or the playing game. God, I sure hope so. Yeah, but I mean, they'll be fine if they're seven or eighteen in a play a playing game. I mean, they would have two chances to advance. But the, I think the best seed to be right now in the West is the six seed because if you're a team like the Suns and the um, the Utah Jazz, you want no part of the Lakers as a seven or eighteen because you'll be matched up against them first round. Yeah, I mean, I think for the Lakers right now, the goal is to just get healthy. You I know, think, I think them signing Andre Drummond will definitely help. Well, if that's going to happen, I mean... He he got bought out today. I'm just saying, and this is an interesting one, and I heard somebody saying this, in all honesty, on another podcast. Does LeBron want to be in a position where he's going to lose in the finals for the... Seventh. Seventh or eighth? Seventh. He's four and six in the finals. God, Mm -hmm. to lose in the finals seven times. He doesn't want that. However, half of those championships are not his fault. (laughs) Look, look, dude, I'm not even getting into that debate with this kid. I mean, honestly, Jordan likes to put, you know, asterisks next to championships, even though nobody just, else does. I just look at certain championships more difficult than others, and I'm sure uh, he would the, the only thing I'm going to say is, you know, Michael Jordan, who, in my opinion, greatest baseball player, okay. basketball player of baseball all time, play. six for six in the finals. And unfortunately, no matter what LeBron accomplishes in his career, he's never going to get away from that. Even if he goes... Six and six in the finals. Oh, I he's think never going to get away from that. If he goes six and six in the finals and is able yeah. to take down Brooklyn, I mean... No, what, now you're jumping to able to take down Brooklyn? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What if Milwaukee takes down Brooklyn or the 76 I would be thrilled. As long as Brooklyn does not win the championship, I would be thrilled. All right. <laughs> you, you see, jo- Jordan distinguishes Brooklyn from other teams, even though, like we said, the Heat now have three superstars on their team or stars on their team. LeBron... Didn't win his first championship until he was playing with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, which arguably was the first of the super teams in this era. But again, it's it's a debate for another day. Well, Kobe and Shaq, that's two players. Okay. Okay. It's the Celtics. Yeah, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen. And Rondo. Okay. Okay. Jordan's now lumping in Rondo as a fourth star. But that's okay. It's okay to change the narrative. Let's focus on the present right now. I mean... Let's discuss, I mean, we were discussing the Lakers. Let's talk about some other teams that have been impressing you, not impressing you. No, well, you. we said the 76ers. I mean, they didn't really, did they make a move yeah. today? Or they, they ended um, up not, I th- I think they were they, in the running for Lowry, but. Yeah, I think they, I think they made one small move, but nothing too big. But they're winning without Joel Embiid, which is pretty impressive. And, I mean, the top three in the East right now have all been, the Sixers have been winning, the Nets have been winning, and the Bucks are on an eight-game win streak right now. Yeah, I mean, and, and now the, you have the, the Heat. And the Heat are right behind. I'm going to say my, uh, my dark horse, not even dark horse, but if, if I had to pick a team that's going to the Eastern Conference Finals, I would say the Milwaukee Bucks. 
I think they've been under the radar. I think they made some moves that have made a big difference Drew, on their the team Drew this Holiday, year. The trade, the beginning of the year, that Drew Holiday trade makes a huge difference. Yep. People tend to forget how good of a defender Drew Holiday is. Well, Giannis even said the other day they'd rather be under the radar. They don't need the attention. He's playing like MVP, three-time MVP. You know, in fact, if you look at it right now, there is no way the press will give him this champ, this this MVP for a third time in a row. I mean, it's just. It's only happened two other times. I think Larry Bird did it and maybe Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, I think it'd be, it would be stunning if they give it to Giannis again. But when you look at his numbers, you know, you can make an argument that, that right now he's the top dog. Yeah. It's not going to be LeBron now. Yeah. But um, looking at the West, the Jazz have clearly fallen off a little bit. They remain the one seed, but they have not been winning as much as they have in the beginning of the season. I think they're like four and six or four and five since... In their last nine? Yeah, I'd go as far as to say the West is wide open right now. Yeah. It really is. And I, I actually think, and you know, this, this, this changes week to week. You know, the, the Clippers getting Rondo to me is absolutely huge. But they got to win and they got to stay healthy. Because Ka- Kawhi's out again tonight. I mean, it's like, I ne- I've never really seen the Clippers at full strength. And they haven't been winning the game. Well, why win. is he out? Just sort of like a Soreness. maintenance day? or Soreness. Yeah. But I don't know how much Ron is going to help in the regular season, but definitely in the playoffs, he makes a huge difference. I think in the end, it's going to be as long as health plays a factor, as long as LeBron and AD are healthy, I believe it will be the Lakers and Clippers in the Western Conference. And then the Eastern Conference, it's two of the three between, or two of the four between the Sixers, Brooklyn, Bucks, and um, Miami. But let's. We also have to discuss our Rookie of the Year updates. I mean, LaMelo Ball, shockingly yeah. done for the season after well, fracturing You know, I read he may not be done for the season. Most he might be back early, but season. probably does take him out of the running for Rookie of the Year. I think Anthony Edwards jumps to the front of the line when thinking about Rookie of the Year. I mean, he had a 42-point game the other day. He's been really picking up steam. They have probably the worst record in the NBA, but his stats are showing. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, sometimes they hold that against guys. But, I mean, mean, you put up a 40-point game as a rookie. I mean, you're going to get people's attention. Yep. So, my pick right now, unless LaMelo Ball comes back, is Anthony Edwards. And I think you can agree. I would agree. Although, I do think the LaMelo story is fascinating. I think that he's got the makings of a superstar. His IQ is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't even know... If I would phrase it as IQ, I mean, watch, I never play. thought he was the brightest guy, but he's obviously got like, you know, an extreme set of skills, uh, skills no yeah. doubt about it. Let's talk about um, MVP. I thought it was going to be Joel Embiid. He goes down. Then LeBron. He goes down. Right now, I would have to go with Jokic just because when you're comparing them to Harden, Lillard. I mean, Jokic's stats are ridiculous. He's a center. And looking at James Harden, James Harden is incredibly ridiculous. He's changed the game in so many ways, but he hasn't. He didn't play every game for the Rockets. And then that transition from Houston. Yeah, I mean, I think out. they're going to sort of hold that against yeah. him. I mean, there's no question about but it. My pick right now is Jokic. And um, I think that with the moves that Denver made today... Um, if those guys mesh and they continue to win, I think Jokic is going to be right there in the conversation. Um, and again, it could it could be Giannis. I just think 
he's really going to have to blow away the press in order to win three years in a row. I mean, it's, that's just a huge thing. I mean, only two players in the history of the NBA. I do think when LeBron is done, you know, Giannis and Luka are going to be like the faces of the NBA. I just, to, to give somebody that award three times in a row, to me, is just... A little much. It is much. I mean, I don't think Jordan did it. LeBron didn't do it. I mean, LeBron won four did and LeBron five years. He won four and five years. Derek, uh, Derek Rose oh, won. Yes. It's actually hard to believe that he had a stretch where he won four and five years, but he never won it any other time with all the incredible things he's done in his career. Well, it's because it's a regular season award and not a postseason award. Because if we're talking about the whole season, LeBron pretty much deserves it every year, except KD that one year. These cookies is good. <laughs> Sorry for the cringe. We, we, oh, said, cringe, it, we yeah. said it on episode one and whatever what? now. Episode what are you talking 21. about? We said it in the first episode. I don't even remember that. <laughs> Too much cringe. But um, what, what are the other awards we got? We got most improved player. I think Jeremy Grant's going to honestly get it. I mean, he's been great the whole year. Um, I don't think I watch enough to know who's improved that much. So Lonzo? Do you think it's Jeremy? Do you think Lonzo could get it? Lonzo Ball? Yeah. I mean, look at his stats. He's basically going to be traded up until today. Yeah. I I don't. I mean, most improved. How about Julius Randle? (laughs) Yeah. You know? I mean, nobody expected the Knicks to do anything. He's by far the best player on the team. Maybe have played himself into a long-term contract with the team when nobody thought he was going to stay. He was going to be traded by the trading deadline. I, I think another guy is Zach Levine. I mean, he's averaging 28 points a game. He does it all. I read something, that there was a poll, like, who's most likely to win a three-point contest, a skills challenge, and a dunk contest, and Zach Levine was the top choice. I'm not going to go with Levine because coming into the season with the new coach, people were looking at Zach Levine making an even bigger leap than he has the last couple of years when he's been a pretty good player. I mean, let's see what he does now with Vucevic there. He's got another legitimate star Nobody expected the Knicks to do what they've done, and nobody expected Julius Randle to play the way he's played. I saw some like ridiculous stat that, you know, he's like hitting threes at a better clip than like almost everybody in the NBA yeah. except like two players. I mean, and he's he's basically a power forward center too. So you know, you talk about Jokic, you you could compare stats with anybody in the league, and I think that the Knicks, at least up to this point in the season have exceeded people's expectations more than any other team they're in the league. They're predicted to win 22 games this year, and I think they're sitting at 23 right now. No, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. If they can even win, I don't know, how many games they're playing in the season? 72. 72. I mean, I think they're at 46 right now. I mean, I, I think even if the Knicks are 500 to finish the season, you know, they far exceeded expectations. Yep, I would agree. You know? Should we talk a little bit about pop culture? Going sure. Going on. What would you be talking about? Top shot going I mean, in, in the we, tank? We've already talked about top. I mean, I can talk about cards. I mean, prison basketball comes out tomorrow. The the hobby box prices in Dutch auction started at forty five hundred, and then the cheapest was two thousand. People are going to be dropping so much money on the product, looking for the Lamelo Ball silvers, looking for yeah. the Anthony Edwards silvers, the color variations. It's going to be a hectic month. I I don't see it. I don't see it. I think the fact that that hobby box dropped so much is a reflection of the fact that people are starting to reject like these ridiculous panini prices. Um, in fact, some, some people were speculating that it wasn't even going to sell out and panini decided to pull it with like a minute and a half left 
rather than people see that it didn't sell out. I mean, every week you turn around, there is a new release of cards. I mean, obviously the market is is still very strong for cards, but when you keep pumping about the way they're pumping them out, you know, Jordan and I were talking about this every day. We, you know, we're in group chats with friends where we talk about this. There are like 10 million cards backlogged at PSA right now. Probably more than that. So when you look at some of these pop reports that are out there on some of these cards and think about the number of cards that are backed up at PSA, man, what a dramatic defect that's going to have on the card market over the next six or seven months. I mean, we have a bunch of cards at PSA. We're waiting to get it out, get back. They're, they're clearly grading harder than they ever have. It's like we recently bought some PSA 10s of like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, uh, Tua, Jalen Hurts. I mean, you, you look at these cards, the pops are still very low. And I think that PSA is making a more concerted effort, you know, to control, to, the, pop. To control the pop. I mean, and, and keep the value up on these cards at the end of the day. But like I said, when you start to see the amount of cards that they are pumping out in the market, it's, it's, it's the fact that people are still buying it. It's like, again, I was, I was reading something the other day, you know, the junk wax error in the 90s. Ken Griffey Jr. was a poster child for the junk wax error. And when you look at the number of his, his star rookie, I think was his big rookie that were graded. I think I heard like, you know, Fernando Tatis's, you know, uh, paper, you know, uh, Topps card. There were, there were more out there graded than there were of the, the Ken Griffey rookie card. I mean, just think about that. That was the error that burst the collecting bubble at the time. And now you're exceeding it. It does seem like there's a lot more demand. I'm just not sure how much longer this can go on. I mean, yep, I would agree. You know, I mean, we were talking about in January, we bought the Nike Jordan promo card, which is the card of Michael Jordan up in the air and like literally in the jump man pose, wearing Air Jordan sneakers, pretty iconic. We bought it for $4,200 had it delivered, kept it for a day, and then decided to sell it because we wanted to raise money to buy up. Jordan wanted a Pat Mahomes card. That's his favorite NFL player. We sold the card for $6,000. One day after we had it in our hands, last night an auction on that card ended for under $2,000. That is in less than two months. I mean, that's some crazy stuff. So, you know, all I got to say is pick and choose, what you want to get graded carefully, pick and choose the cards that are graded that you're buying carefully and just, you know, buy what you like because if you're buying a flip, you might find yourself in a situation where you can't flip it for money. Yep, I would agree. But lots of good stuff coming up. March Madness, hope your brackets are doing good. Got the final stretch of the NBA season. Well, not, not like midway point. Nice, uh, you still got about, yeah. wait, I mean, what's the Knicks record? Uh, I think 22 or 23 and 23. So there's about like 27, 27 to 30 games left. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when do the playoffs start? I think May. May. But you, have, you should have that. Looking forward to the NFL draft is next month. Yeah, it's a month games. away. And then next thing you know, it, there's going to be prism draft picks for Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and that's going to explode the market even more. Yeah, that, that might kill the market. But, yeah, I mean, you're saying pop culture. We moved to talk about cards. I'm not sure what what is going on in pop culture right now. We talked about Top Shot. And I mean, that, I know you don't talk about it, but you know David Dobrik, the YouTuber. 
I do not. Oh, uh, well, if you but feel free. One of the biggest YouTubers out there recently got like accused of having one of his friends sexually harass and R-A-P-E, a girl. And now he's getting canceled. He's been dropped by... Wait, now we can spell it, but we can't say it? I'm just going based off what I've seen. Yeah, I don't even know he, anything about that. Yeah, he's probably one of the biggest YouTubers who's been canceled. The EA Sports dropped him. All of his sponsorships have been dropping him. And that's been hitting the headlines. If, you, if you're on TikTok, YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. God, I think I must be working too hard because I don't know anything about that. I don't even know who that guy is. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I don't know it really is. I mean, I haven't been watching any shows. It's really just... I mean, WrestleMania's coming up. Wanna... Oh, WrestleMania is always good. They're going to have two nights in Tampa, 25,000 fans each night. I mean, that's pretty cool for the first time in a year that WWE is going to have fans. I mean, I think for these stars, you're coming out to an arena filled with video screens. It's like being on a Zoom call with people chanting your name. So I think that's going to be exciting for the stars. You know, Roman Reigns against Edge. I mean, listen, the truth is wrestling hasn't been exciting in recent times as it was certainly when I was younger and when Jordan was younger. But but listen, it's certainly still relevant. I think the WWE Network is is eliminated now and you actually have to subscribe through the Peacock Sports or something at a cheaper price. But, you know, it's all good, folks. Yep. Thank you again, guys, for listening. We'll be back. We'll be discussing on our next podcast more basketball, more NBA, and we'll be discussing the beginning of the MLB season, who's really showing out. I mean, really quickly, today, Aloy Jimenez was looking to be, I think, a top 10 outfielder this year, out for five to six months from a preseason game, injuring his shoulder. Wow. Is there any word on Tatis? Because wasn't his shoulder bothering him the other day? He'll be good to go. It's just precautionary, but should definitely be fun to watch Tatis, Acuna, Trout, Betts. Soto. Soto, all the main guys, and of course our New York Yankees. Absolutely. Guys, thanks again for listening. Can't believe we've been doing this now for like six months. Yeah. Man, we got to at least Next try to stretch it. Fantasy football season is going to be coming I was going to say, we at least got to stretch it to fantasy football, and then we'll be, Jordan and I will be recording from him and Ann Arbor and me in uh, New City, New York. Yep. It should be fun. But yep. uh, thanks for joining us. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell everybody. Jacob's Dynasty Sports. Cringe. See you guys.